Hey folks, you're listening to Blamo. It's your favorite bald boy. It's Jeremy. And man, I, I I'm just glad to be with you today. Or uh or whenever, wherever you're listening to this. Uh look at that. So happy to be here. We made it through another week. Look at us. And uh our season's winding down, but hey, don't worry. It's not over. There's plenty of that hot content going around. I did wanna uh I wanna recap this season a tiny bit before we jump in because Things have just been popping on the Patreon. I mean, from the Slack to the AMAs to, I mean, all sorts of stuff. I mean, we have our show with writer Derek Guy, the Triple J show with Gene Delion, John Moy, and myself. And uh, we're about to start in uh, like an open office hours video thing. Lots of stuff happening. And uh, I'm grateful for all of you, you know, making this season as usual the best yet. So uh, thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, actor and comedians Adam Pally and John Gabris are on the pod this week. Both have been on the pod before, so I would highly encourage you to um, check out their episodes. You can just dig into the archive. It's in there. Uh, but they're both good friends of mine, and it's been amazing to tune into their show uh, every week on TV. show's called 101 Places to Party Before You Die, and the season just wrapped uh, this last week uh, as, as we're recording this. And I highly, highly encourage you to either just buy it on iTunes or Amazon or stream it on the True TV app. Uh, but it's it's a great show. It's kind of funny because they created a travel show that's not really a travel show, a comedy show that's not really a comedy show, but it's perfect. You know, it's it's been the highlight of my week since it debuted. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we chat the origins of the series, outdoor activities gone wrong, not turning the camera off, loving your homies, bad celebrity endorsements, good burgers, and shout out all the brands they've been wearing. So, big old pod this week. Here we go. I was I was telling Gabers before before you jumped on, like, we started, obviously, we're caught up on the show. We were watching it. I had to sign up for Sling to try to get it, because I'm an idiot and I don't have cable, like a real adult. And um, I did get it. But then I was like, fuck, I can just buy the show. So I bought it. But then... Your boy was losing his mind because you guys are talking about it ahead of time. There's clips and stuff that are going on. But if I buy it, I don't get it till the next day. But then I realize it doesn't matter because I watch it at three in the morning anyway in the middle of like a night feeding. So I am getting it. (laughs) We made it. We made it specifically for that reason. It's supposed to be accessible for night feeds. We we rate high in the night nurse community. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they love us they love us the and only the problem is you <laughs> yeah you you wake up you wake your kid up because you're laughing so hard uh, oh, but so that's yeah. really nice it's um, no, it's, great. it's really it's really uh sweet and awesome like it's like a cherry on top of the whole process that friends of ours that we respect their taste are like it's so funny i feel like when we were making it we were like is this funny or is it fun because like we're having Fun. Yeah, and like, that's not enough like to going... impress other people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, will that be funny? Like, who knows? But uh, some way we came out of it with some decent jokes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, that is that is funny you say it like that, because I think on one hand, it's like, well, what do you mean, like, dumb friend? Like, of course, I'm going to make good shit. But like, there's a, there's a very fine line that you guys are all aware of. In travel shows, and especially the world of travel shows, right? Because you have you have Bourdain, which people you know say oh? he wasn't a travel show, or he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. But but then you have you have these other shows that like that are very very like tacky in every single thing. But you watch them because you're at the gym, <laughs> and you guys have managed to create this show that like has, uh, and I mean this in a good way, like has transcended everything. Is like I'll watch it to I'll watch it to have on in the background. I'll watch it to actually focus on. And I, yeah, it's it's funny as hell. And it's actually like, I've taken some notes. Like, I mean, I guess I got to go to Cobra Burger now. I mean, this is... <laughs> yes, indeed you, you do. do. 100% <laughs> you do. You need to go. If anyone lives uh, within an hour drive of Cobra Burger that's listening to this, just get in your fucking yeah, car and go. It trust us. Take a day. I would give it up to four hours. Like, I would say anywhere four hours if you have a car and you don't have like a steady gig and you're like, you know what, I can... I could spend eight hours in the car today. It's worth it to go get a Cobra burger. Uh, And it'll take you that long to digest it, much like a snake on the way back. I would drive back with the windows down. (laughs) (laughs) 
The best has been seeing like people's reactions like digitally online, especially with like the Cobra Burger stuff. Because you guys said it like four or five times on the show. It's it's written on the screen that it's not Cobra meat, and like people were like tweeting at you guys, being like, "Wait, you ate snakes?" Like, whoa. oh yeah, <laughs> tiger. Same thing with the in the first episode. I got a bunch of stuff about tiger wings because we 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 make this joke a lot. Like whenever someone's like, it's like a weird wing or whatever. We're like, is that made from pelican meat or whatever? And we did it in the first episode, and I got like a bunch of ads that were like, eating endangered species is basically making you akin to hunting. It's like, first of all. <laughs> What? You think you a, see a, what pub we... in, a pub oh. in Denver <laughs> has access to tigers? And did you see what we were eating? Did it look, what part yeah. of the tiger is a one and a half inch tiny little flat? Dick. Dick. <laughs> tiger dance. Sucking the bone, bone scraping tiger cock for life. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I, I know you guys have answered this on a few of other shows and stuff, but kind of like, how did the show happen? Because Pally, you and I were having lunch and w- you were telling me about that, like you had, were working on the show and you were making it. And initially in my head, I thought it was like the trip. So did we. Yeah, we, were- <laughs> that was what we were. That's, you know, that was partially our inspiration for, uh, the okay. show too. We just had, the only thing we had to do was. In order to make it on American television, we had to actually make a travel show. Like, in order for us to get to do comedy, we had to deliver on the travel show element so that True TV could check boxes. And, like, and honestly, it ends up being one of our greatest assets. Cause, like you said, uh, Kirkland, it's like travel shows, you could throw them on and just be like, even bad ones. I'm just like, oh, this is nice to see Bora Bora. You know what I mean? Like, this host, yeah, <laughs> this host is a nightmare, but at least we, and like, there's a, a low bar for travel shows. They're easily enjoyable. They're, you know, they're like at the at base level escapist. And so for us to be able to have that genre, like wielding that genre in our way is is been it's been a delight. It's because we we know what a travel show requires. People sit down, they get the format immediately. And then we sneak uh, sucker punch like extended r-rated comedy bits into their brain <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think like for us we we love one of the things that gabrus and i bond bond over all the time is how much we love that kind of television like whether it's diners drivings and dives or you know i remember that show three sheets i used to really like even though they talk about nightmare host <laughs> yeah like that guy that guy was a, a fucking dumpster fire but but the show was interesting and action bronson and like all that stuff and, and even like maddie matheson and, and betty blanco like i i just really like that vibe and i think even favreau and one, roy Choi uh chopping it up in their yeah, like, little diner. kitchen i oh, love yeah. that show i like that shit all hit man yeah so i think for us we were like you know the trip is our comedic goal, but we knew that both Americans and American television executives didn't have the like mental space to understand what it would mean to be spoofing a travel show to be, you know what I mean? So we were like, let's just right. take that layer. Let's take that layer out and let's just do a real travel show. But the goal being more jokes than information. And that's yeah. kind of the only the only thing we've stood by and it, and it, and it works. And then we get little things about ourselves in there that we, we don't shy away from, which I think really help and, and like fill out the people we are on these trips. And you don't need much, but like little glimpses calls home, like, you know, character stuff. It's like little things like that are enough to carry you so much more than I think a scripted audience gets credit for. Well, also in 2022, we're kicking off a travel show with, you know, a, you know, a decade of the, uh, genre of podcasting being around too, where people have adjusted mm. to like hearing celebrities or comics or talent that you like being themselves and knowing more about their lives. Like people who listen to Armchair Expert know everything about Dak Shepard. You know what I mean? Like because you just were you're, right. you're you're yourself. Like people listen to me and Adam on podcasts and know. So like bringing that energy of like, hey, let's be ourselves and let's open up the, you know the parasocial relationship to video a little here. So it like Mm -hmm. bringing that energy in where we're doing extended dumb bits that like seem like podcast humor. We're now doing that on getting to do that on television and like bringing those elements because what else like now it's just a video podcast where we switch locations. You know what I mean? Like what is TV? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
like Charlie Rose, WTF, what the fuck's the difference? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's all the same shit. Yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, one is venting about his life and the other uh, got canceled or something. Right, yeah. The other likes Rose yeah. and interns. And then what happened to Charlie, and then what happened to, and then what happened to Charlie Rose? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I, yeah, it's great that you bring your family. Cause like on, on one hand, like the trip trip is great, but there's really nothing about the food. Uh, I think what's his Steve Coogan's marriage falls apart. Cause homie has an affair. Well, and I like, think it's a little more, it's a little more scripted and like yeah. in a way that gives them moments like it, especially the first one. And they go away from it a, a little in, in their television series and it, and it becomes, I think closer akin to what we were doing. But, but in the movie, they keep this dramatic tension of like, how is this this trip changing these two people's lives? And mm-hmm. I think Gabrus and I—that's the the main difference—was that we were like, we we're we're not gonna. It's almost like we're gonna change the places we go into. We're not gonna change. We're always gonna be the idiots. We're always gonna be, you know, the the narcissists. We're always gonna be like the ballbusters with like a, a charm. But every place will be different, and that will create kind of the the thing that'll make you want to watch a hundred and one of them. You and know? I, right. I guarantee uh, we probably, besides the physical change of my face and feet swelling and the bags under my eyes appearing in the later episodes, besides the physical change, I think eagle-eyed viewers could notice too. Like we sort of were gr- like for us, we hadn't seen each other that much in a couple of years. It was nice being like, like mm-hmm. I guarantee there's some change that we like some imperceptible change too that we undergo. Like, cause mm-hmm. by the end, when it started, I was like, this job is the fucking best job I've ever had. We going to in the middle. I was like, I'm, I don't know if I'm built for this job. And then at the end, I was like, Adam, I don't want to do anything else ever again in my life. I just you know, want I'm to cry. We're crying <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to scrape bones with you forever, brother. <laughs> yeah, I want to make make jokes at uh, waiter's expense forever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's it, so like I think I think that is the main difference is that we which is which is like not to get too dorky about it, but it's kind of the way that we were taught comedy and the difference between kind of the early uh ucb style and other improv is like don't waste your time on plot and story it's like people know who you are be funny and find the the weird things inside the scenes that are going on and just find your patterns and repeat them and heighten them every time and we kind of did that in episodes and then that grew out to chunks of episodes and and then we have jokes that last the whole season and i think that was kind of our goal as opposed to looking at like each episode telling a story right yeah because that i mean that is a a, almost a luxury you guys have in the fact that when you look at other shows because like you can't you can't compare this to any other travel show or anything it just it there's nothing that equates other than the fact that you guys eat together but (laughs) because and i say this because you guys (laughs) have you have characters that people know you are in real life like you know you're you know people are recognizing you while you guys are, are recording you know you're you're having these interactions versus when you look at some other travel show, they spend the whole show trying to make the the viewer connect with this person. When it's mm-hmm. like people already connect with you guys right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, and, they, and I think in other travel shows and other reality shows, which is something we really cognizant of, they never show the like what's happening on the reality show. That they'll they'll like you never see someone come up to a Kardashian and ask for an autograph, even though it must right. happen every day ten thousand times a day, and you never see like a Real Housewife. Like, you know, acknowledge the fact that they're growing in popularity because they're on this reality show. So I feel like on that level, we we were like, well, let's just let's just take down that wall, too. And now, like, if you're on the if you're on the we're doing the show as it happens. Never done it before. We don't know what we're doing. So if someone comes up to us and they recognize us or they don't like that's now part of the show. And it's you know, it was it's really I, I think it, it even makes the viewer connect more because now they feel like they know us more well there's yeah. an informal informality to us in general as people and bringing that energy into the show i feel like a bit you know it's sort of like uh ma'am please they're shooting a trap like no it's just like yeah come over and ask that guy if he's at galfinac go 
go nuts. Yeah. Go nuts, you psycho. See what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that at the end of the Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, go go ahead. You whatever know, you got to do to get your rocks off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for you and I, for guys who, uh, for improvisers, it's like, yeah, throw some shit at us. Let's, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to roll with like what I, I don't want, like, don't set up plants to come over and like pepper spray us and fuck with us or whatever. But like, no, and yeah. like, certainly if you're listening to this and you're in season two, you're like in uh, English pub, you're like, I'll go and fight M101 boys. It's like, oh, it's a bit of a fucking dust up. It's a bit of a fucking travel show, huh? Like, no, no, no. Are you taking the piss now, are you, Pally, huh? Taking the piss, Mike? Don't, like, actually, I am. I have to piss, but don't do that. But, but like, uh, the the everyday part of the show from from the moment we set out to make it in the pilot and that was something we had to like the crew had to adjust to the executives had to adjust to it was like we had a we had a clear vision of every part of the salad being in the salad and mm. and like we we didn't want you to get some like we wanted you to see everything so the car doesn't start right away that's part of it like the driver keeps looking off the road that's part of it it's, you know what i mean <laughs> like the, <laughs> you yeah. know like we, we, are, we insisted on we not want. reshooting anything. Like, if they were like, yeah, no, well, let's just get an entrance. Like it's where happening you... in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys didn't figure out the handle of the door for a, a, like 20 seconds in this restaurant. It's like, we're not reshooting it. Leave it in or cut it yeah. out. Like, yeah. <laughs> or cut it out. And it's yeah. like, or heighten it. And like, that's what we found. Like, for example, the scene with uh, me getting on the, like, where Gabrus is, is doing an amazing job snorkeling. And I was trying to get on oh, yeah. the. Like those were two separate scenes. Obviously, we we were trying to do a snorkeling scene. I'm not very not very good at it, and Gabrus is amazing at it. And it, and the joke could have been like we were looking for. And as improvisers, we're trying to play this joke of like Gabrus swimming beautifully and me like drowning and stuff. But it just wasn't like it was fine. It was like it could have been used. But then I we also found this bit that I was doing where I couldn't. I literally couldn't get on the boat, and I heightened it, and then it came bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when we looked at the footage, we were like, I think that's the juxtaposition of the joke. And it ended mm. up being funnier than what we were doing in the water. And that's why it's like, as improvisers, you want you want that weird thing to pop up. And it gives us, it's like, it, it'll happen no matter what. Yeah. And as a travel so, show, we, sh- we owe it to the audience to show them some underwater footage. And we're not... Right. <laughs> we're, uh, just because of how a travel show works, we say we're going snorkeling. Right. They got to see something underwater. It's... It's the rules, right? So we get it's that, the rules, but we don't have to get both of us down there pointing at fucking coral reef and shit like that. Like that doesn't add as long as we get the like. Oh, that's this is the hundred one places version of snorkeling. It's like we see an octopus, right. we see Gabriel swim yeah. around, and then we see Pally struggling to get back on the boat, and it hits. Yeah, and, it's like, but that is what snorkeling is. For that was what it was. For yeah, us. yeah, for a lot of people. <laughs> but like, like another example would be like. Um, we talked about this with our showrunner. We 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 went fly fishing in an episode without to spoil no spoilers. We went fly fishing in Utah, and um, we didn't catch one fish. And <laughs> and the I think some of the producers were a little like, "What are we gonna do? Like, there's no fish in the water. We're not catching any fish." And meanwhile, the whole time, Gabrus and I are like both bitching because it's hot and like really running bits with the, the guy, our guide, like really like going at the guy hard not not in a mean way but just like we're running we're, we're really yeah. running bit. and this is a guy and who spends rem- a dozen hours a day standing in knee-deep water alone trying to catch fish waiting, so, waiting, yeah, so waiting. he's not he's not a real let's let's roast each other kind of guy <laughs> right yeah so it's like it's like we're working hard and, and but, it, but, it, but like we could gabers and i could feel that it was like this is something's here like this is like funny and i remembered a quote and i we were we talked to the producer about it where Anthony Bourdain uh, said that his least favorite scenes to shoot were action scenes, anything he had to fish, anytime he had to ski, anytime he had to surf, anytime he had to do something. He didn't like it because it didn't feel natural. And because of the crew, he never caught a fish. He never got to ski the way he wanted. And it, it pissed him off. And I said to the producers, think the opposite of that. Like we, we want it not to work, not on purpose, but because everything in life doesn't work a little bit and we will notice it and make it the thing. And if it doesn't work, we'll just cut it. 
because we only have a little bit of time. And I think once we like clicked into that, things be like illuminated a lot of stuff because it was like, no worries. Like we go to it, we'll go fly fishing, we don't catch any fish. No one cares. But in real life, you know, every- <laughs> in real life, if you only like fishing because you can catch fish, if you only like playing basketball with your friends when you make baskets, if you only like uh, success, right. then you're not, then you're in the wrong, then you're, then you shouldn't fish because it's not going to happen every, if you, right. yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. And you're with the wrong dudes. Right, with the right. wrong dudes because we don't mind losing. Yeah. <laughs> we think losing is fun. Yeah, fishing for us was about standing in the river, doing something new, trying something for three hours, getting some nature, doing some bits, and then going, well, let's go eat elk burgers and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was like, and, and, and going back and sitting and being at the bar that night and being like, dang, we were out there. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one can say we didn't try. Right. No one can say we, like, we didn't think about not catching a fish once. And like, that is the show to me, you know, is, is just everything in life has something wrong with it. And it's, it's the way that you deal with it that makes you like kind of how interesting you are, <laughs> you know. That's actually really poetic and beautiful, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's making me reevaluate my marriage in real time. <laughs> oh yeah, don't do that. I don't please. understand what she's so mad about. I don't understand what what she's so mad about. I know my wife's still asleep. She's gonna wake up to me being like, "Hey, I've been thinking a lot about us lately." <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God. That actually, I think that's you. You always know that you're with your soulmate when you can bond over ripping on somebody else with your soulmate. Like I I mean, this in pastime. Yeah, uh, all Elizabeth and I do. Uh, she she'll probably hate me saying this is like we DM each other dumb stuff we see online and we're like just sidebar commenting over everything. I mean, like, that's romantic. Yeah, that's so romantic. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like and just what, hating the world together. And I'll say what Kirkland's <laughs> not saying: uh, the DMs are other friends' posts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're not strangers. <laughs> yeah, it's I not salute me. you. It's not me. It's not like look at this. Uh, look at this me- um, Chick Fil A meme. Yeah, yeah. Check out this cute bulldog. <laughs> oh, it's like look at our yeah. friend spiraling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's true. We're like, how do they live their life like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm constantly like, hey, has anyone had tabs on this person for the last two years? I think they're coming undone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I became I became a little bit of like a COVID microfiche. Uh, like I would be oh. in the library, like doing microfiche research like on a couple Starling. of my friends. Like, yeah, like I'd see like I'd see a friend of mine's Instagram post where he like looked like really not well. And I'd like send a couple like, how's this person doing? Mm-hmm. Like. You know, like, is everything okay? And then sometimes like, nah, not great. So you'd send a tech, you know? Oh, yeah. Then there are some friends that like would, would throw an umlaut in their uh, anti-vaccination, <laughs> in their anti-vaccination uh, tweets. And then you go, you know, I'm just going to lay off that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even going to follow up. Let's just keep on. <laughs> You're like, what have you been up to? Just doing your own research. Okay, cool. What's up? Right, well, <laughs> yeah, you never want to hear like, hey, man, how was your... How was your time in COVID? It was pretty good. I did a lot of my own research. Goodbye. I spent a lot of time <laughs> online with like wide eyes. Yeah. You're like, all right. Yeah. All right, brother. <laughs> you have a family? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you didn't. All right. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the king of texting the friends that I like think maybe aren't doing that well. And they're actually doing the best they've ever done in their whole life. And then they're like, Kirkland, something must be wrong with you, man. Like you, you coming at me. I was maybe like, no, there I just, is. Checking, Maybe checking to is. see how things are going. Wait, I'll, blow up, I'll, blow up Kirk, I'll blow up Kirkland's spot right now. I posted a thing on Twitter that was like, uh, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being held hostage with like, and I, they have a gun to my head and, and all they, so please send me cute dog pics. Like I was just mocking all those people who are like <laughs> undergoing something intense today. Send me cute dog pics. And then Kirkland sends me a text. He's like, Hey man, for real, everything okay over there? And I was like, oh yeah, no, it's a bit. I'm not held hostage, but also I see you know, Kirkland yes. did the same thing to me. He's Kirkland just too empathetic. To he's, I, too em- he's too empathetic. He's too he's sweet. too um, earnest and sweet. Because I wrote a joke. I I wrote I did a joke similar that was like, um, uh, I think about death so much. You'd know. You'd think I know. I knew it was coming for me. Oh, and yeah. like just trying to get one of those, like, you know, one of my like little like and Kirkland immediately was like, hey, buddy, is everything OK? <laughs> and you're like, uh, Technically, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Guilty. Yes. That that that's that's what happens when you're a preacher's kid, yeah. man. You're just all like making sure you're trying to love the world. You're a bleeding heart. By the also, way, also Pally t- Pally <laughs> thinks about death more than any one of us. So. Oh yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly awaiting, awaiting it. Um, speaking of death and cute animals, the uh, <laughs> did you see Alec Baldwin's Anne Hache Instagram video? <gasps> no, no. Oh, dudes, you gotta look it up. It is the funniest. I mean, it's awful. He's a, he's a piece of garbage, but like he, <laughs> my phone, he, he, he's talking to the camera, right? And he's like in his Hamptons mansion. Like you can see, you can see how he's in like an outdoor living room, you know? And he's okay. like, and he's like a uh, tragedy befell a uh, good friend of mine. Uh, of course, uh, I just want to take a moment to uh, talk about poor Annie, Annie ish. And then he flips his phone that way, and there's two like fluffy dogs. Look at the first. Look at the. You only need to watch the first thirty seconds because he does this thing <laughs> that to me is like this guy's a sociopath, which is he starts off really like brave talking about Anne Hage, and then in the middle of it, in the first ten seconds, pans over to his like cute dogs who are looking at him. Like, yeah, I, I just. Saw- <laughs> it's the oddest. Like, Gavers, you got to see it. Hold on. Hey, I just wanted to. Uh... Send out uh, my best wishes and all my love to Anne Heche. Uh Anne is an old pal of mine, and um, <clears throat> I did a movie with her, a very <laughs> 90s thriller called The Juror, with uh, uh, Demi Moore was the star of the film, and um, Jimmy Gandolfini had a small part of the film. Uh, Matt Craven was in the film. Uh, um Joseph Gordon-Levitt played Demi's son when he was very, very young. That was how long ago this was. Uh, and Anne Heche was in the movie. Because um, it is so odd. And he leaves the shot there. Like, it's like as if someone's like, well, yeah, no, I'm just hanging out there. There's Lulu. Yeah, Lulu. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I thought of Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's that is that's that's one of the most incredible things of watching people live their life online is you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, I used to be obsessed with um, Michael Douglas's Facebook way back in the day because he would he would live his life the way everyone's grandpa would. It would be like, you know, went went to the driving range today, like not my best, (laughs) you know, and like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I yearn. Like, I yearn for that time again. I, yes, it, like, it I, we so need quickly. to go. We need to go back to uh, not crafted, curated uh, persona. Like I miss that. Like the Garth Brooks uh, video of him in bed uh, in a hotel, and he's like, "Heck, hello there, Facebook friends. I have no idea what this <laughs> new app is." And he's like, "Talking, yeah, it's official. Yeah. We're on yes, Facebook." That's what it is. <laughs> No, I I yearned for the day when it would be like Michael Douglas being like the uh, tuna at uh, my local deli on Pico has taken a real downturn. <laughs> right. He he still does it like the you know I just pulled up his Facebook and one of the most recent things is <laughs> July twenty second. I really don't have anything to say. Just wondering how everybody's doing. Checking in on you. Hope your summer's <laughs> going well and having a good time. Love you guys. Peace. MD. <laughs> that's just something. Like, that's, that's someone who heard from an agent or a manager. It's like, you gotta post more. Engage, engage, <laughs> engage. And well, what does he give a fuck for? He's so rich. Don't you think he's like, get off, shut up. I. That's what I, oh, I can't no. wait to be rich enough to fucking delete all my uh, social media. <laughs> yes, I cannot to have wait. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. Happy Independence Day. Be like, you know, you really want to engage. Be like, I don't want to engage with anything. I'm $100 million. I'm Michael Douglas. <laughs> I have throat cancer from eating pussy. I don't need any better press than that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I man, stars are just like us, and they they're just as goofy, and they are definitely embracing the their own level of normalcy. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but now everything is so curated. Now it's like, uh, just got back from the driving range, and thanks to my hashtag Titleist uh, pro bono yeah. work, uh, I'm able to, and then tag like well, three different it, golf trainers. The golf, like, it's <laughs> impossible not to because once, once, once the brand finds out that Michael Douglas goes to the driving range, even though it's not at his best, they're like, here, here's a free set of clubs and a hundred million dollars, yeah. and all you gotta do is do the same thing you did, but hashtag it tailor made. Right. Yeah. He's like, what? Great. Like I would do free money. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, how much would it cost you? How much would it cost you to put a hashtag of a company on a certain number of tweets? That what's the number? Like one a week? More. Twice a week. A hundred tweets. A hundred tweets. All, a all year. your tweets for the next three months. A hundred tweets a year. And oh, okay. And I and, and the I, brand is not cool. The brand is not. It's not okay. like it's, Apple. Let's or, make it. Or, let's or, make it a yo. Let's make it Dan and yogurt. Dan and yogurt. <laughs> I love when you think of not cool. The first thing you think of is Dan and well, yogurt. Because well, it's not, like, go, not even Greek. I didn't want to go purposefully like <laughs> anti-cool. I didn't want to go like I wanted to go yeah. something oh, that's okay. no. Dan and yogurt is perfect because it's not that's even like a Greek great yogurt. Call, yeah. it's, it's harmless, like but it's also like, weird to be it's a in huge supermarkets. Fan of. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. How Accessible. Much, All right. How much now in this hashtag? You you have to mm. write the hashtag and under every tweet there is a small image that says Dan and Yogurt. Yeah, or da- or Dan and Yogurt partner. Oh. Dan and Yogurt I love partner. that's that's Dan and Yogurt partner. Yeah. How much yeah. would that would how much would you take to do that? Uh I guess you got to give me uh 20 grand for the year. I guess you got to give me uh, you wow. got to give me 2 Gs a month. That's a, that's a lot of money. It's a lot, that's of, a money. lot of money. But I would do it less for a weed company I like. I would do it less for a small company I like. You know what I mean? But right. Like, you see, you're company centric. If it's a huge company, I'd be so pissed to be like, yeah, give me eighty dollars a tweet from fucking Dan and Yo. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather not. Yeah. Have, I'd rather not have. <laughs> but a however, tweet. you're not. They're not making you custom tweet. They're not making. They're just saying we own your yeah. account. Oh, we, okay. Wait, that's oh. All, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and all the characters. <laughs> wait. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Studio yeah, I, uh, that, what a great, that's a phenomenal freaking question. Like what, what's the number? I, I mean, I think I'm sure someone at the Dan one group would, uh, would, would slide into your DMS and, and PayPal you 20, 20 racks. Yeah. I 20 feel racks it. for, for a hundred tweets. That seems fair. Yeah. It's too, it yeah. does actually. It's it like, like the going right. agent, it almost seems a little low. It's 200 bucks. A I mean, that's like, and how many counter and how many people, how many people follow you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. Um, no this is the benefit of doing remote pods is you can pull up information too quickly. Uh, 81,500. Damn dog. Oh, that's me. I have 81,000. That's you. I thought you were talking about, damn, your own. Dog. I'm like, I was like, damn dog. I have the same exact amount. as well. I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm 81, pulling you Damn dog. That's heavy. All right. <laughs> we're charging too low. Your engagement's 000. very, very high though, uh, Gabrus, cause you, you tweet it. like your, your average engagement, on all your stuff. I have, say, I have like a little, I've yeah. been tweeting a lot I need the last G. seven weeks for some weird reason. Oh, it's because need- <laughs> despite making my show for a billion dollar corporation, it's up to me and Adam to see if we get to promote, if we get to do it again. It's an, I got a, this is like flyering for a fucking sketch show, but the, co- the money all goes to Dr. Discovery. It's whack. Uh, <laughs> Abrus, as your agent, I would say that we're looking for $50,000 for 100 tweets mm-hmm. because mm. at least we need half of your followership. Oh, yeah. We need, so at least we need half of that. Right. That's a good so way to look at it. I would that's, like, a, that's a fair CPM. I would like 10000 more because mm. of that stupid image. Right. Mm. Oh, I like so, that. That's a, for, I, I think and building up that rubric, I'm sure, as a matter of fact, there are people who have that rubric built out. It's like, Oh, you're a weird right wing coffee company, and you want Chris Pratt to advertise your coffee? Like, uh, like <laughs> if you want a hashtag, if, if you want a hashtag, <laughs> if you want a hashtag, uh, it costs this much. If you want an image, if you want me in the image, if you want it to, if you want me uh, saying the name of the company on video, it goes. I guarantee you know, there's so many tears built. Kirkland, I want to say right now on on Blamo Podcast. That John mm-hmm. and I are open for business. Okay, and if there is a brand out there, we're not judging. We'll we'll look at any offer that wants to pay us mm-hmm. per tweet to have a hashtag and an image. We are open to that and open mm. for business. Mm. Yeah, and look, we have we're we're developing our rubric. We're developing yeah. our algo. So you come in with your pitch, and we'll determine 
what you need and how much and these companies and uh, we don't judge these companies can be anything from from a mormon coffee to a polyamorous pizza pocket halliburton to halliburton (laughs) to to i'll i'll take a look at a cheney child's trust i don't care you know what you got to do you guys got to get yourself in to the watch game Nobody spends money Kirkland, the way you've been watch telling companies me that do. For years, Here's an example. All Before, the money that has been spent in watches is me to them. <laughs> 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 there's I was listening to this show before uh before we were recording and it was they were talking about like how Bond, you know, got big on Omega. And basically Jean-Claude Biver, who was at the time, he's like the watch, I don't know, Steve Jobs, whatever, but he's still alive. And um he Omega was like, Yeah, we'll let you uh have, you know, Pierce Brosnan wear like a Seamaster or you know, or like he goes that to to the Broccoli family. And they're like, Yeah, it's fifty grand to have it in the movie. And he's like, how about I give you two million and I want it written into the script. I want it written into this. I want it written. You know, he's like, I want uh, his his wrist to be on view in the movie promo. They literally rewrote scenes in the movie and added additional shit on the watch, you know, because he had a little laser on his watch um, to like open up stuff. And that was two million bucks, and it it changed uh, it changed the entire industry for Omega. It saved. But it that's, saved why, the whole that's why advertising. That's, that's so why advertising fucking- is always underpaid. You're, the talent is never paid as much yeah. as what's what happens with a good thing, and it's such a fucking like, ma- you know what I mean? Well, like, because like James Bond, it breaks your heart the second yeah. you do the math on. Oh, I'm making good money on this job. It's like, but no, the company wouldn't hire me unless they were making more money than, oh, all of exactly. it than I am. Right, and that's like the thing that kills you is that you're like, fuck, right? They wouldn't even be doing this commercial if they weren't getting more. Out like, of it what's than I was. yeah? And then that's like, the brutal great, part. Like, yeah, uh, like the Christopher Walken dancing Gap commercial. Oh yeah, that was made a weapon the of choice, Boy the Slim Fat thing. Boy Slim thing, mm-hmm. where they knocked. Okay, out. so yeah, 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 that pushed Gap into like a billion dollar stratosphere in the nineties with a store on every corner. They grew mm-hmm. percentage mm-hmm. wise at a rate that both Fatboy Slim and Christopher Walken couldn't have even imagined. They got small buyouts, like decent right. buyouts. And even if they made ten million at max over over twenty years, the amount it's a fraction, it's a fraction of what, of what Gap, Gap got put from their performance yeah. in that commercial. And it's like that is where uh, commerce and and like uh, cinema and entertainment and art. It's like it doesn't really ever add up. Well, that that's like what every. I mean, because it's funny you'd said that because I, you know, like Kevin Hart, like only wears his own clothes now because he realized he was making so much money. Like what? You know, this is like yeah. Kanye West, right? Like, well, that's why I love he, everything I, that I they love, did. He made I, I more money Kanye's for them. Business sense that way. Um, and, and, yeah. second only to his politics, which I love. No, <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> no, but I, I do like I, I, I think both Beavers and I have entrepreneurial like kind of like ideas, and the idea that well, I pay all this money for this to this company to wear their clothes, but in essence, it's me that the clothes are like the clothes need me more than I need the clothes, and so it's. Mm. You you once you Nirvana. achieve that, you're really in like a, you know, a good place, <laughs> but only a few, only very few. Yeah. For me, it comes less from uh, the entrepreneurial, uh, from wanting to make money than wanting to passively make money for all yes. rich people. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I get frustrated, like, is when I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't mind being like, like when people are like, "Oh, what shirt are you wearing in uh, on the show?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, don't worry about it until they pay me. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, I'm not promoting them. Like I'm not working for free unless I like the product and it's small or something like that. But I'm not going to be like, check out Tommy Bahama. I'd be like, you know, they're they're doing okay until they, until Tommy Bahama reaches out to me and is like, I need hashtags. It is crazy that Tommy Bahama hasn't reached out to you. Like if they're ever going to prolong that brand and make it cool again, I mean, why not go for the ultimate man of leisure? I wholeheartedly agree. Like what you would do with a Tommy Bahama. There there is no other person. What the hell are they doing? Kirkland. Who runs that? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm, let's, what let's kind find of cheeseburger out? in paradise runs that company? <laughs> yeah, it's like owned by the Jimmy Buffett excite. Well, a lot of these companies are owned by larger parent companies. So right. Oxford like Industries. Chevron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Oxford Industries, who owns um, Lily Pulitzer, Southern Tide, Tommy Bahama, Ben Sherman. Small clothes. Um, 
Oh man, they own a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's it's all it's all mall and yeah. like outlet stuff. Based out of it, uh, based out of Atlanta, uh, sixty five million they made uh, last year, and they got a revenue of of uh one one point two billion. So what, let's let's I mean, let's make some shit happen. Wow. Yeah, your research is fast, dude. First of all, <laughs> Tommy Bahama is cool. When Gabriel versus Tommy Bahama on the show, it always looks cool, and I feel like in the last like. 12 years or so it's been given this rap of like your uncle where's Tommy Bahama but it's cool you know well so okay so here's what we're doing mark this right now so season two you guys got to get brand endorsement deals and then have like you, okay do you remember like Dana Carvey show yes they like embraced yes the Mountain Dew thing with like Love the yellow it. five Taco dancing ba- the stuff Taco ba- yeah bingo yum brands yeah you got to do it there you go season two you should go to a McDonald's and be I like, do, we I, love McDonald's because it really is Gabriel, where you like to we go. We can rattle off the small <laughs> brands that were nice to us and shout them out. This is the place to do it, right? Because we, we, were, we were our own. Right, yeah, the fashion We were podcast. our own yeah. wardrobe. We didn't have wardrobe on the show. Wardrobe. You dressed yourself for the thing? I mean, because you guys looked yeah. great. Seriously. Thank you. Really, really good. Thank you. Honestly, I want to take, well, let's take, before we go into the small brands that helped us, I want to take a second to thank you two guys for getting me into, not only getting me in the idea of dressing, like, to impress, or at least to impress myself, but also letting me feel like my style was oh, hell yeah, as well. I think you oh, like, so it's great, like, yeah. You, you guys both made me, you guys both made me over the last couple of years feel like, no, dude, like, fashion isn't. Fashion is what you feel good in and what you look good in. And it's like, you're pulling it off just, and then that inspired me. And then, you know, you shoot something with Adam and Adam's like, oh yeah, you know, he's got changes all day long. You're like, fuck, I should bring a few changes and you sh- I should rock, I should rock some shit. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I already wore this jacket yesterday. I got to wear a different jacket in the show. And I never had this attitude, but TV opened my mind to it. And then Adam and you guys both opened my mind to it. So I just wanted to oh, take a second you. here to thank you. both of you together. And not to, not to mention got me my first, my, not just my first cool watch, but my first two just watch period. Oh. I haven't had a watch since I haven't had a watch since I had a fucking G-Shock, a white G-Shock back in the day, and now I have a fucking tutor. And that I can bad, I, I feel like that a fucking gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like gamers, like I, I, I think that like I've always thought that you look cool. Like I never thought of it, like especially because as much as like I wear a lot of nice clothing, Kirkland, you know this. I wear a lot of like used clothing. Like I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like a brand. Well, I mean, like I'll wear whatever. And so I never thought anything you were doing was like outside of like a fashion box. I thought you were just doing you, which is what makes it cool. Um, but exactly, like, yeah. And I never, I never knew that. Right. Was a possible <laughs> angle until you guys explained that to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best example people talk about this all the time when you think about like Paul Newman and Steve McQueen and Cary Grant and all these like you know, and even like like Marvin Gaye and all, all like no, they made the clothes cool, and it was because they themselves didn't care so much about the clothes that they were wearing. They just existed. It wasn't. You think like Steve McQueen was like flipping out trying to find the right pants. Like he, he put on pants and he was a fucking G and like, I think like you guys both embody that really, really well. I mean, in, in the sense that like, you're not like, I mean, there's, I used to be a stylist. There were people and they were like, I can't wear it unless it's this. And you're like, you don't realize whatever you wear, you look great because you feel good and you are on fucking TV and you're a celebrity. And you know, like that's, that's a thing. And so like just having the confidence and wearing what you like automatically makes you a level above everyone else who's terrified and so they have to you know snap a fit pick or something like that just just to find a way to like can i pull this off it's like no just fucking yeah live your i life. think we're Go both for we're both getting better at that yeah and, but but yeah, yeah. And, and the pandemic helped me with that too because i started to just wear whatever i wanted and then realized how easy that is to just do when it's not a <laughs> pandemic you know what i mean like yeah but it was always like oh i gotta wear jeans i'm going out to dinner you know i gotta put on these because i'm going out and then it's all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. I live in Los Angeles where people wear the most insane banana shit to like nice restaurants. I could wear whatever the fuck right. I want because I'm trying. I'm not like, fucking, then, I don't look like a slob. And then you have a good sense yeah, and a good taste. Like, yeah. So it's like, you're not, especially with money, you're not going to be like, oh, I want this garbage pair of shorts to wear to dinner. You're going to be like, I want these OP right, right. corduroy, you know, shorts that cost like 250 <laughs> bucks that I reached My- out to the brand to, to get more of like, you know, I know what you're doing. It's like, it's yeah, I'm wearing like, corduroy shorts. You guys. 
I had I frequently yeah, wear my like, bird you know, We're not talking about like scraping the barrel as well. Like there's a, which is another thing that I that I think Reapers right. and I have in common, which is like we identify the things we like and we and it's like we get them and we wear them and we repeat them. Like I like on the show that even though we wear a lot of stuff, we repeat a lot of stuff, which is something I hate on sitcoms. It's like the greatest mm. sitcoms let the characters repeat shit so that you can get comfortable with their vibes. And on a new sitcom, it's like a runway every week and you can't like figure it out. You're like, I don't know what I'm watching. Not to mention the the solid, solid open. Yes, the American Apparel tricolor. Over a solid yeah. undershirt. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, it makes television like unwatchable, you know? Yeah. Uh, when some you, truth to that, when, yeah. When you watch some of the the like, you watch a Netflix show like a sitcom, like you watch Cobra Kai, you're like, this is a fun show. And then when you notice what the kids are wearing, and they're all just like, this is of course how high school kids dress. They wear a solid olive green shirt and then a, a navy blue long sleeve open over it. And then everyone in the dojo dresses like that. It's like no, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not what real life. And is. it's hard like, because there's so much <laughs> rule and law with like logos and stuff. Like a bunch of times, I got I got Ugh. nailed. And and any logo and stuff that you see on the show, I snuck by because we were really like not allowed oh. to wear sports stuff or or vintage stuff or like anything that said something so wait, Any- why, why is that is that that's like because they could sue you or something well or? that's what the annoying thing is kirkland you're stumbling on it here is there's no law <laughs> against it right it's okay it, there's right. no rule against it it's just that they could potentially be sued so they just headed off at the pass like right. way in advance so what I did on this one was I had like I had hats that I wanted to wear that had logos. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, hats are harder to hide, like a button down shirt that has like a little logo here. You can maybe skate. Well, you're wearing like but... Action Boys hats and stuff. Like right. I saw, well, yeah. that's what I started doing was like, well, if it's my merch and my design, they can't say anything. So yeah. then I started doing that. Then I was like, well, I really like this company uh, that I've, I'm friends with. The, and while we're start the shouting out small companies, this company called fat boy surf club that's like socal based and a percentage of their profits go to the to save the manatees and uh i like their shit and i just dm them and was like hey i like your shit we have this weird form but if you fill it out i'm allowed like it's uh, a release to wear your stuff on camera so i got that from like three different companies i like and then i was like well guess whose hats mm-hmm. get to be worn like now i'm wearing <laughs> yeah. your guys hats because i don't have to deal with the drama of the crew being like Wait, where's that hat from? We have to like blah blah blah. And then yeah, I got a little I got a little bit of drama from the pilot because I wore a hood hat, uh, that company hood hat, and had I that I made a custom one that said Jones Beach. And they were and like someone was like, That was impossible to clear. I was like, But you show the logo in the end. It's like, well, we were able to clear it. I'm like, so <laughs> well that's impossible. always the, the, the bummer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just just to be clear. Clearing shit is happened, so hard. Right? Like, yeah, I was like, yeah. but it was hard work. Clearing shit okay. is such a bummer <laughs> because so you can't you the can shoot. never get past that. It's like you're like they're like I, it'll never clear, and you're like, but could it? You're like, well, it could if if someone could get in touch with them. And like, so it's a television <laughs> show. If anyone's gonna get in touch with them, it's us. Like, we think everyone's trying to clear shit. Like, call them, clear the shirt. You know, like I'll be on hold for a couple hours. <laughs> right. <like>, yeah, <laughs> like it's hard to get that busy uh, yeah. work done. What? <laughs> I'm gonna have to work. Well, that. But what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to work. It's hard. What? <laughs> I, I styled for myself. I I dressed myself. I shopped for myself, and then I went as far to yeah. clear my own fucking clothing then, for the show. Like that's bananas. And then, now, <laughs> and then now we have to go so far as not just to not just to clear it or or or. Now we have to promote it. It's truly like being out on your own. But mm. I kind of like it that way because here's my here's what I'm thinking uh, before we do our brand shout out. I think that it's going to turn out to help us in the end because I think that we're going to make relationships with these brands personally that are going to grow and these people are going to end up being huge. And we're going to be the ones that are like the next people that are going to be like on a billboard outside the Lincoln Tunnel holding a watch on the outside of their hand. It's going to be us. <laughs> you know, I don't know why they don't ever put it on their wrist. Uh, the, 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 the it's always like, right. they're always, they're always like, <laughs> It always feels like a guy trying yeah, to sell you a stolen. Yeah, just And also, if the show, uh, God forbid, doesn't last, you know, the, my relationship with Fat Bingo. Boy Surf Club. Will yeah, at least, there you go. You and know? I have to shout out, um, <laughs> as we do the brands, uh, OP, Olivia Purdock, who I met. I feel like we, I, I told you about her 
Kirkland. I met her. She was like, She's oh, yeah. the costume designer on um, Charlie and the Pandemic, and which is a movie that that is coming out this year that ju- just announced is going to open the yeah the Hamptons just, Film Festival, which is like a big deal for for me. Uh, yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. But it's a that's, different it's a different name. Yes, now, right? Yeah, I was going to say. I think they changed the name. It's right? called like, Who Invited Charlie. Uh, but I'm just going to I'm just calling it Charlie. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, and but uh, <laughs> she was the. Um, costume designer and immediately when i met her like everything was used everything was cool everything was like you know uh a little bit off in the way that you're like oh you you actually know you're not going to ross even though the budget is small you actually know like how this works and i asked her to dress me a couple times and it worked out so well and now i have this like really nice working relationship with her so she she was like for some of the stuff like for our sunglasses a lot of our sunglasses and um uh a lot of uh, like my suits and stuff was like a go between with her where she would be like i have a brand that wants to work with you on this and this because it it's hard to get suits on the road when you're growing a pant size every week you know it's like really challenging <laughs> yeah Taylor, taylor's on set uh, is actually like a massive line item yeah uh, yeah like <laughs> to, to to do that like yeah, I mean, I worked on shoots and, and things before where it was like, well, where's all the money going? And you realize that there's three different like seamstresses and tailors and they're and respectfully, they're still yes. being underpaid, you know, but they're there and they're like, hey, how fast can you change the waist? And can you hem this? And can you do this? Like, can you do it in five minutes? Because there's also thousands and thousands of dollars of other completely things that are going there's on and that's minute, and that's one of the know? things that we were just like, we're just not going to have that. You know, we're 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 a different kind of production, but yeah. I think we we both did a really good job of mixing it up every day, and I think it helped us in the cut because the cut is so frenetic that you don't know where you are in time a lot of the time. I think that helps us. Where it's like each scene is its own scene; they're all going to end up on Instagram anyway. Let's just each scene should have a different look. You know, Tiffany was like, "You guys change outfits in between this." I'm like, "Babe, w- just keep watching." It's like, "Oh, you are in different outfits again, three different uh, outfits in one night." It's like. Keep them guessing, intercut, maybe Saturday night uh, bar. Yeah, it should feel that. It should feel that way, you know, because that's that's otherwise you're going to be staring at like us in a a sweatshirt that gets dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and dirtier, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, what what are the brands you want to shout out? Because I know you guys got to jump soon. So what? So obviously, Olivia, she's a G. She's a G. G. You know, did you see uh, uh, Gabriel? She started dressing some of our friends. She dressed Eugene for the um, Joe Coy movie. Uh, yeah, he looks uh, so Easter cool. Sunday. He, looked, um, he wore yeah, like a Easter Sunday. You know what's that called? A yeah. uh, I, uh, it's like it's got a special name. But but he, but um, she mixed that with Good Fight, which is a Filipino brand, I believe, in Los Angeles. And I really, it's a Barong Tagalog. I thought he looked cool. I was like, he's yeah. fucking dressing right. And then I saw yeah. Olivia did it. It was like, dang, she's good. She's really good. Um, she dressed Daniela, and yeah, she's just my wife and I at the premiere. Um, so the brands that. For me, Brain Dead gave us most of our shades. Yep. Uh, besides our, besides Gabrus' nice. enormous collection of retro Oakleys, custom Oakleys. <laughs> Gabrus has an amazing. <laughs> yeah, those collection. those are great. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I got I got a shout out. Uh, Duvin Design Company, some IG company that double XL shit fits me, and they were down after DM to be like fuck yeah, and they just signed everything, so I was able to rock their their hats. Uh, and then I'll shout out a company that I want to work with. This company called Rourke. They they make uh, amazing double XL fucking wild pattern shirts. For me, like for me, I get I get easily brand loyal because I, I I can't just pull double XL off most companies and let it fit me. It has to have a certain mm. kind of shoulder fucking girth or whatever. And, well, because you're jacked. Like yeah, I mean you're you're yeah, like I'm not just yeah. a big belly. Uh, what oh, other? Oh, uh, um, yes, I got a bunch. Bra- uh, I, I, Fantasy Explosion. Um, he made oh, yeah. uh, a bunch of my hats. I mean, he's a he's like always a, a vendor. Vendor, but he yeah, does he, do. He, does he had a big collection of Bloomingdale's this year, and he made a bunch of my hats, which I was able to sneak by because he signed. He was nice enough to sign, like Gabriel said, and also he made me a bunch of hats that just say New York on them <laughs> with no with no team, <laughs> no. You know what I mean? So it's like it, they almost Smart. look like rest stop hats. So it's like they, yeah. they do look yeah. like souvenirs. They're, yeah, they're like they're look like stylish hats. souvenirs. They're amazing yeah, like hats. And so I wore those. Yeah. I have I I have you 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 gave me that metro. Oh, I love that one. one. Yeah, I that one's great. That one's great. Oh. Um, That's a great. And hat, I wore, yeah. so I wore those quite yeah. a bit because uh, it covered everything. Um, uh, who Arcteryx let us clear? Uh, shout out Nicole. That was very nice of her. Whoa. Yes. 
Um, which I think she had no choice, honestly, because when you when we hit when we hit Utah and Portland, there was a two week span where both Gabrus and I were in just Patagonia and Arcteryx. Like it was just so wet oh, and wow. cold, and like you're like we I bought it whole hog. Bought it whole hog for that PNW shit. Every yeah. part of yeah. me is Gore-Tex um, XCR. <laughs> oh, and then um, uh, Carter Carter Young gave me most of the suits. Yeah, and uh, he's great. And Carter's he's like, great. Uh, Olivia told me he's like 19. He's he's young. I think he's he's like maybe 20 or 21, but like he I had him on the show and I felt like such an asshole because I was listening to him speak and he was like like just an absurd amount of wisdom and like patience and and I was like, "Oh man, I was like the kids are going to be all right because I like made it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'd message you on Instagram." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't really use social media. Like social media is kind of like for old people." And I was like, <laughs> "Uh Hell yeah, man. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's old. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, but I mean, he's he's super crazy good taste level. You know, all of his references yeah. are on point. A, a yeah. fantastic designer, and then an amazing um, dude. Three sixteen, yeah. the god. Yeah, yeah, Andrew Chen, yeah. Johan. Those guys, yeah. those guys are great. He did most of our like my pants and stuff, and you can see it all over the show because he didn't like. Yeah. he doesn't do a lot of logos, which is great for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. and sh- and shout out to Tone Customs who made Adam's purse that uh, he uh, gifted to me and that I rock for like three yeah, or four and episodes. My, um, keychain that's in a couple episodes tone customs that yeah. dude is awesome i right, yeah. I, I like follow, he's one of those dudes who, like i love his, wild his product but also love following him on social media uh like i saw he's giving up uh, <laughs> yeah. sugar right now and he's having a hard time and like i empathize yeah, yeah. i know i'm like oh I, I respect that dog let me get a custom croak yeah what do you want to get next <laughs> like, what's the next thing you want to get because i scroll through that website at night sometimes before i go to sleep oh dude are you are you kidding i have i have written and deleted dms to tone customs as i keep brainstorming customs i want but i think croakies are my next thing the I want croakies are so sick for a whole great great move yeah. i want i want a big carabiner air airpod like yeah like a big ions. yes <laughs> yeah that's awesome Hang it off the Hang side off of the your side fucking of the what, anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's genius. Awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, I got to find four hundred dollars somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are brands that you say? Okay, so season two, you just you just got a call. They're like, hey, we're we're doing this. Budget's ten x. What are brands that you want to work with on the new season? Ooh, good question. Are you a are you a surfwear company that makes double XL that fits people with arms and quads? Then I, I call me. I'm in. And if not, are you an investor who wants to invest in a plus size retro beach co- Dude, uh, you should. company? You would make so much I already much got the money. name. I got, I got name? designs. Oh, don't say I'm ready to rock. Yeah, yeah. That's our secret. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll text it to us, obviously. Speaking of a tonal speaking of um speaking tutor of fitness. fitness thinking of speaking of tutor i i would like to work with some with a watch company because i feel like we we wear watches on the show so much it's such an easy thing to like brand and it's such a thing organically mm-hmm. i would have no problem like give me like give me the watch give me iwc i'll find the cool watch in your brand like pay me to wear it all on the show and gabers and i'll do it yeah. and i feel hard, the same hard, way hard not to say nike also i was gonna say I, much, like yeah yeah any anything sportswear wise, like because again, we, a lot of our day is is the way because it's a trip with your boys. It's like divided into like three kind of things. You have like hangout mm-hmm. clothes that is okay to do stuff in the in in a city, and you have workout clothes, and then you, or 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 ATV or stuff that's going to get dirty, and then you have like going out at night clothes, and that's kind of the three right. bags that we fall in that we pack for every day, and. So in that, there's a lot of And then of range. Uh, maybe one or one or two themed outfits, depending right. on what we're doing. Like, oh, we're riding horses. Let's like let's bring that or like we're playing that. rugby uh, yeah. or whatever. Like so yeah. so yeah. in that three fits a, a day. There's three fits a day. There's a lot of room for like a big brand that covers a lot of ground okay. to show off quite there a bit. There you go. There you go. But yeah, Gabriel, I, I will I'm warn sure you there's I want to warn you, I've I've gone shopping with with uh, Kirkland and um his eye is uh, expensive. <laughs> it's not that it's expensive. It's, Hold on, let me. Expensive. I'm not just like walking around with like, oh, that's Hermes. Let's get that. No, like, you're not like that. No, but you I, are like you are like like you're like if you know, you know. And then you're like, oh yeah. And then you look, you pick up like like he was like we were t- we were walking through uh, Bergdorf, right? And we were, it was like, yeah, what, yeah. what do you? What would you get? What would you want? And knowing that like neither of us is gonna buy something insane, you know. And he's like, if I had all the money, yeah. I get this brand i forget what brand it was but it looked honestly it was, like 
it was a Laura nondescript yeah. boat shoe. Like just like not nothing. Like it was very they were o- they were open walks. They were open walks. Like, really? Yeah, it's well, like the it old up. man Italian shoe. It's like twenty three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yes. just take I'll just take one. Give me the left. No, Kirkland. Uh, before we go, we, I also want to say thank you so much for being an OG on on both Gabrus and I's career and stuff, and and being a fan. And uh, season two, knock on wood, we both need your advice, your branding help, and we would like to uh, bring you for a um, segment and get you so yeah. bombed that you say something mean about someone. <laughs> oh man, that that, that could might very be well that's happen. particularly do- bombed because I've almost never seen Kirkland even frown. Me either. Uh, and I've been kind of bombed with him. The last time we went out in New York, we got kind of bombed. This is true. He said, yeah, we did. He helped me into a cab. <laughs> He's a legit, a classic gentleman. Classic frustrating. Guy. Classic guy. We, I, I, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure I'll find something stupid that'll get me canceled. I'll oh, be like, yeah. let oh, me, yeah, yeah. let me tell you about this guy. He's a, he's a big jerk, and like that's the thing. And you're like, he said the J word. <laughs> he's out. Well, gents. I love you. You guys are amazing. Congrats on the show. Um, enjoy the rest of the whatever gauntlet you got to do today. Um, yes, of course. Thank you, gents. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Blamo. Our show is produced by Blamo Media. We're edited by Amar Lal and our theme music, as always, by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like what you heard, come on. You know the drill. Share the pod with a friend. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you leave reviews on stuff now. You can follow us on Instagram for all the hot content. And if you want to talk to us and give us your hot take, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Our phone number is, uh, I don't know where it is. It's in the show notes. You can find it. Anyway, leave us a message and we'll put it in a future episode or email us like a normal person at info at blamopod.com. Last but not least, if you want to hang with us and join the Blam fam, visit patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where all the exclusive content episodes in our amazing Slack community is. All right. Okay. Have a wonderful week. Give yourself a pat on the back. See you soon.